Positive heads out there, thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the one who will be here with you each and every Wednesday, interviewing a different consciousness changemaker that is also out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can hear me discussing topics such as my favorite thought-provoking quotes, reading and discussing wisdom from empowering books, playing clips from various inspirational spiritual teachers, sharing a bit of mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and essentially digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a consistent basis. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash Positive Head. Check it out. All right, all you Positive Heads, welcome back. It's a magical Monday here in the studio as I turn on the microphone and begin my begin my week. Reaching out, connecting with all you guys is the best way to do it. I hope you're all having a magical moment wherever, whenever you are tuning into this particular episode. I have uh, some insights, stories, a wonderful review to share that's super touching. So why don't I just dive right into that? And uh, let's see here, pulling it up. It is by Indigo Raven, and this is on iTunes for those of you who listen regularly. <laughs> you know I love, 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 love getting reviews from you guys on iTunes. It helps us to reach new people and certainly helps to fuel my fire uh, to continue uh, with this labor of love uh, project. And uh, this one definitely fuels my fire. It is such a beautiful, um, such a beautiful um, account and uh, share this, this offering, this, this person really opening up and sharing um, some personal stuff. And um, yeah, and it even ties into my own story. So um, let's go ahead and read it. It's a little bit longer, but well worth it. So this is by Indigo Raven and Indigo Raven said, thank you for your voice. Brandon, I've contemplated this review many times, and tonight just feels like the right time to share it. I, like many I've heard before, found this podcast by simply searching the word positive. I was meant to find you. I know it wasn't random. More on that in a minute. That was nine months ago. Nine of the most challenging months I've ever experienced. And your voice has been with me all along the way. 
I was awakened, comforted, and challenged, and continued to be as the P-Head podcast has become an integral part of my journey. I could write pages about that journey, but for the sake of time, we'll give you the nutshell version. I quit drinking last August to gain and hold clear space for counseling work I was doing with my wife of 24 years. As I got sober, I started to remember things from my childhood that I had suppressed. I was coming to grips with my sexuality and dealing with a lifetime of fear and shame. At the end of January, I couldn't hold it in any longer, and I came out to my wife, and it's been an unraveling ever since. I'm learning to love and accept who I am, in part, due to the love that you spread. Thank you again. I love you. It's spring and life all around me is blooming and changing. I'm getting divorced, but we are committed to writing a different story a story than you usually hear. One where we recognize our hearts have the capacity to keep on loving each other, where our children, young adults, see that our family can thrive. One where we let go of fear and lean into love. It's messy right now, but I'm rising through it all. This could go on and on, so I'll stop and end this review with a synchronicity. Thought you'd love that. At the beginning of this month, I drove 1,200 miles to get to Lucidity Fest, a transformational festival I had never heard of until you mentioned it on one of your podcasts. Actually, I'd never heard of the term transformational festival until you brought it to my attention. I actually went for the Lucid University course week that happened in the week leading up to the festival. Course Week, which loosely followed Joseph Campbell's A Hero's Journey, ended up being a deep personal exploration that has changed my life. On the last evening of class, we were given the assignment to write a letter to ourselves from our future, from our future self 30 years older. What a powerful exercise. My last line of my letter was, remember to dance. Fast forward to the next day when we were told... We would be taking a vow of silence until sundown, until sundown, in which time we would build an altar at the foot of an oak tree to honor ourselves. We were led in group to trees, and we would choose a tree as we felt moved. I chose the fourth tree we came upon. At each tree, there was a small box left for us with a few items that we could use in our altar. We could also use what we had with us. I had the letter I had written the night before. In that moment, standing in the shadow of this ancient oak, I decided I would use my letter in the altar, creating a free-flowing chandelier-like structure hanging from the tree with the pages of my letter flowing in the breeze. I then went to my box to unpack my goodies. It was at this moment I knew. I knew I, meant I was meant to be there. It was no accident that I found this podcast nine months earlier and in the course of listening heard about this festival, blindly bought a ticket and drove 1,200 miles. What did I find in my box? A crusty lanyard, some twigs, blue-colored glass cubes, and a disco ball. I just started laughing and then crying as this beautiful wave of oneness washed over me. The universe had given me a disco ball. Remember to dance. <laughs> what a beautiful story. What a beautiful sharing. Thank you so much, Indigo Raven, for taking the time to uh, not only review, but to uh, share such a personal story. And it really, really touched me because uh, interestingly enough, uh, you know, with with this story. So 
as you guys, some of you who have been listening a long time ago or for a long time may have heard, you know, uh, not this last lucidity, but the prior lucidity, we actually did a cross promotion sort of thing. And, and the podcast was relatively new, um, you know, just starting. It's, it certainly reaches a lot more people these days, but we were promoting and sharing one of their workshops every week um, on the show. And uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, collaborated with those guys and actually did a workshop that, uh, that year, you know, two lucidities ago uh, at the festival. So this year, um, you know, I had applied to give another workshop and, uh, funny enough, one of them was they, they basically have you, um, say here's three different topics that I could talk about. So one of them that I chose was the hero's journey, not knowing that, uh, that was one of their course week subjects, but, um, yeah, I never heard back and, uh, you know, didn't get a reply. I, I wasn't accepted to, to give a workshop or, you know, and at the time, you know, quite honestly, it, it hurt my feelings a little bit. You know, I had, uh, I had worked hard in the past to, to try and support that festival. And, you know, I thought, uh, I thought I would at least hear, um, you know, sorry, you know, we've, we've chosen other workshops, whatever, but no, no kind of response. And so, yeah, it hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, you know, I ended up going to the festival anyway. I had a lot of friends there and that, and so forth and uh, had a wonderful, wonderful time. But uh, this really touched me because here I, what you know, through the sharing, what Indigo Raven has shown me is uh, that I still contributed in some way. And it even tied into the subject matter I wanted to talk about, right? Uh, the course week that, that Indigo Raven chose and, and you know, a 1,200-mile journey to go to the festival. So it's, uh, it really kind of struck a chord. It was, you know, and, and made me start reflecting on at the time when, um, you know, I, I didn't hear anything back. Uh, I just, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's one of those things. It's happening for you not to you. And it's, you know, remembering to uh, never take anything personal, you know, knowing some of the guys that uh, put on the festival and everything. I, like I said, I, I sort of had the expectation of hearing uh, something back. And of course, uh, expectation is the enemy, right? And uh, so it was a great lesson. And, and I had in in that moment, uh, you know, I had the clarity of, you know, let it go. It's, it's, it's never personal. It's happening for you. And, you know, it wasn't any huge deal, but it was just, it was just something that, that, you know, I, I, uh, sort of processed and dealt with. So, uh, here we are full circle and, uh, someone made a tremendous effort to get there and with such a, um, powerful story. I mean, you know, coming out to your wife at, after 24 years and, uh, going through, you know, nine months of, you know, a birthing process as it seems uh, that Indigo Raven went through and to play a role in that and to hear the synchronicity uh, uh, to keep dancing. I just absolutely loved it. So it, it definitely touched me on many levels. Indigo Raven, thank you so much for sharing. And um, for those of you who haven't shared on iTunes uh, or given a review, please do so. Uh, it uh, means a lot and helps us to reach new people. Also, you can connect on the Facebook group, Positive Heads. Um, and uh, that's a wonderful group of, uh, of lovely listeners getting together and sharing and connecting and supporting one another. And of course, you can find the show on other places to review, you know, um, Podbean and, you know, Google Play and things like that. But so this kind of led me down uh, a path of, uh, okay, what else am I going to talk about today? And of course, expectations um, and letting go and, and you know, re remembering it. It's never personal and there's nothing quit struggling so hard. And if you listen back to the... Um, 
the interview I recently did with Samantha Fay, uh, you'll hear she said that uh, as a big part of my the mantra that I'm changing is learning to let things flow to me and not not trying to do things externally so so much. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that. And it was, uh, you know, I also uh, I'll throw out there to you guys. I met someone this weekend uh, who shared with me destiny cards, which I'd never seen. And it's uh, it's sort of a divination method using um, playing cards. And I found it really, really interesting that my main uh, my main card was the King of Hearts, which was pretty cool. I, any of the 52 cards can be sort of your birth card. And then there's sort of, you know, sub cards, kind of like your, what's your sun sign with astrology. And then you have your rising and moon. So King, King of Hearts was my main card, and uh, which I loved and I loved the description of. Um, but one of my secondary cards was all about learning to let things go. Let, let things go, you know, that's a big piece of what I'm here to, to get is never f- forcing anything, realizing things are never personal. And, uh, you know, part of being a sensitive person is uh, you, can, you can, you know, be uh, reactive or get feelings hurt easily and all those sorts of things. And really with all of us, if we can just learn to let go with all the struggle and, and allow things to flow to us, it is, um, it is such a, um, more efficient way to live and a healthier way to live. It removes so much of the struggle. And of course, so many of us are struggling to create wealth or abundance or relationships and having all these expectations about what we need. And, uh, so we talk about this all the time on the show. So, um, yeah, this just led me thinking of the destiny cards and the idea of letting go and letting go of expectation and letting things flow to you. I uh, was looking for uh, a good video to share or audio clip. Uh, of course, I found something really good from Abraham, and it's it's certainly the same topic we've circled many times on the show, and we'll circle many more times. But what are we doing here? We're training our frequency. We're continuing to look at the same things from different angles, different ways, repetition, rewiring our brain, elevating our vibration, uh, you know, and that's a beautiful thing about tuning into this broadcast or hearing Abraham talk or anyone who's uh, sort of making um, a stride to elevate your perspective and vibration is, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a daily conscious effort, right? So let's do it. Let's do it. Let go of the struggle and allow the well-being. This is uh, Abraham Esther Hicks. Uh, I found it on the Ease and Flow 88 YouTube page. I care about, of course I want to be rich like everybody else, (laughs) but I really care about finding joyful work. Before you go further, we want to play with you, briefly. I want to be rich like everybody else. Now, on the one hand, you could be saying everybody else is rich. That's a sort of nice thought, isn't it? Because everyone really is in their vortex. You you ought to see what's going on. (laughs) But that's not how you meant it. You meant we all want to be rich (laughs) and aren't and aren't. (laughs) That's all. Continue. Did you watch the wedding yesterday? (laughs) Is that what you want? No. (laughs) We don't think so. So... I want, to, I want to be joyful in, in how I create a living, and I want to do it in a creative way that enlivens me and those that I'm working with. 
And uh, I feel very challenged in doing that. And I've been reaching for that for a while, but don't seem to be there. Well, the reason, and a lot of people are, as, as you were pointing out, a lot of people are having some of the same experiences, but here's why. The old cart before the horse thing is what's going on. And it really is about the wanting to see evidence in manifestation in order to make you believe that you're on the right track. And it hasn't been that long that you've been even contemplating a vibrational reality or even had any awareness of your relationship with it. And so you really haven't had a chance yet to dig in in any real uh, deliberate way and focus yourself into alignment. Now, we like to be playful with you. That's a nicer way of saying we're just going to tease you or mock you here because, <laughs> because we know that everything that everyone wants, no matter what it is, a relationship or a pile of money or anything, the reason they want it is because they believe they will be happier in having it. And the reason that that's amusing to us, we love you all so much, but it is amusing to us, is that we know that it is only finding that happy place that is necessary to release the resistance, which then would allow everything that you've requested in. But people don't believe that. They don't believe that they can just be happy and good things will come. But it's because almost no one focuses in a consistent way on things that allow you a chronic, steady feeling of well-being and happiness, you see. So you're sort of in fits and starts. Sometimes you feel better than others, but you are, we love you very much, problem-oriented. And maybe another way of saying that, rather than problem-oriented, is reality-oriented. You are what is oriented. So let's start with where you began. What you virtually said to us is, I'm standing in a financial or fiscal place that is much less than that which I really want. And yet it has almost your undivided attention. So you can't help but perpetuate what is. So then along we come, we're so cocky and sassy and we don't have any rent to pay. And we talk about this vibrational reality and all you have to do is get happy when you've got this reality that you feel like you have to face. And we say, that's the problem. So much scrutiny and attention and facing of reality lets what is train your frequency where we want you to allow the vortex to train your frequency. But before the vortex can train your frequency, you got to get in the vortex. you you got to know what it feels like when you're in there, and you've got to milk it while you are in there, which means, and it's so funny, isn't it? Which means you got to just be happy. you got to be happy. And if you can be happy over anything that you can discover to be happy about, and if you can sustain that happiness, now the vortex is training your frequency upward, 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 and now the problems or the absence of the money is a vibrational anomaly to where you consistently are. But most people are infrequently here and frequently at a much lower vibration because you watch television we really are not wanting you to withdraw from the world completely. But it would be nice if you could withdraw from the world every day for 15 minutes through the process of quieting your mind. And in withdrawing from the active vibration and in that absence of resistance, when you meditate, you stop thought. When you stop thought, you stop resistant thought. When there's no resistant thought, your vibration naturally raises. So as your vibration naturally raises and you feel the sort of detachment that comes with that, eventually 
your frequency will gravitate more easily to that. Your vibration is where you last left it, you see. So when you meditate, you raise your vibration and then you go back to your email and the problem trains your vibrational frequency. And then you meditate and your vibration goes back to where it belongs and then you read a troubling email and you train yourself back. But eventually, because this vortex truly is so much more dominant, eventually, as you allow the vortex to train your frequency to that higher, non-resistant place... What happens is then you begin to read those emails from a different vantage point. You begin to read them through the eyes of source. You begin to read them from the solution standpoint, not from the problem standpoint. And when you're looking at a problem from a position of clarity and stability, it doesn't look like a problem. It looks like a challenge. It looks like an opportunity. It looks like a fun reason to focus, you see. Can you grasp the idea of being without something that you want and feeling all right. You got to grasp that idea because you don't have any... When you're standing without something that you want, you can't just demand it. You've tried that. You can't just demand it. You can't plead enough. You can't demand enough. You can't make something that you want to come, come just because you're throwing a fit. You just can't do it. And if your mother accommodated you when you were little, she did a big disservice to you because she's not following you around fulfilling your dreams anymore when you're throwing those fits. And so you can't just stand in a place and you have no choice. When it's not there, it's not there. And it's not coming until you feel differently. And so what we want you to understand is that you've got two choices. You can be without something you want and feel horrible or you can be without something you want and feel fine about it. And that sort of twists your brain into a knot, doesn't it? Because most people are so used to just responding to what is. Something good happens, you're happy. Something bad happens, you're not happy. But then you're in that uncomfortable and impossible situation of controlling uncontrollable conditions. You cannot control the wars in Afghanistan. You cannot control what's going on weather-wise. You cannot control the economic climate. You cannot control what's going on globally. You can't control what's going on in your neighborhood. You can't control what's going on in your house. You cannot control what's going on with the person you live with. You can't control it, you see. But you are responding to it. So what we want you to do is to contemplate, am I responding to the world from outside the vortex or inside the vortex? Am I problem-oriented in my response or am I solution-oriented in my response? So that's why when you say, oh, you said the best thing that anybody ever says, I just want to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to feel good. Sure, I want money, but what I really want is to be happy. You can do that now. You can do that now because you can be without something you want and still be happy Because you don't have to focus upon that missing thing that's making you unhappy. You can focus upon something that makes you happy. You see what we're getting at? There's always something to focus upon that makes you happy. Now, that's not easy to hear when you're not happy because when you're not happy, it doesn't feel like there's anything in the world that would make you feel happy. But we want to say to all of you, you are at one time or another in the vortex at least once every single day. In other words, something happens because you cannot, we love you very much, you do not have the mental capacity, we love you very much, to focus consistently, we love you very much, on anything long enough, we love you very much, to hold yourself 100% of the time outside the vortex. You don't have that kind of brain power. You don't. You're fickle and frivolous and you go where the wind blows. 
And we just want you to realize that the vortex takes you in. And if you would, once the vortex takes you in, if you would milk it, if you would say, oh, what's that? What is that? What's this feeling? Ooh, I think I feel good. <laughs> I think I feel good. And what is it about? If you will focus on what it is about, in time, your problem-oriented nature will begin to recede and your solution-oriented nature will begin to improve or to dominate until you will reach this place in a very short period of time where your opening might be something more like, well, I still don't have the money, but I'm really, really happy. I'm really, really happy. And once you're making a statement like that, the money, the relationships, everything else that you want is on its way. It's on its way. It's percolating right now. It's already a vibrational reality. And in your happiness, this is the thing we want you to hear. In your happiness, in your more consistent happiness, in your occasional to more often to consistently chronically happiness, you have the in the vortex sight. We are happy that you began this way with your desire to be happy. And we are happy to announce to you that you can be happy now, regardless of what's manifesting. And if you really heard that, and we know you did, then you'll be able to maintain that feeling of happiness more just by practicing. No need to change external circumstances. Or look to, to better external oh, we'll give it, circumstances. We'll give it to you in an even a stronger way. No need to, not possible to. <laughs> okay. Haven't you noticed that when you try to change the external circumstances, it's different faces in different places, but it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing because your vibrational frequency didn't shift. So when you make effort from outside the vortex, all it does is practice that vibration more and bring you more of that. Now, the good news in that is that more of what you don't want puts more in your vortex. But friends, your vortexes have enough in them to keep you happy for 20 or 30 lifetimes. Yeah, mine's got to be really big by now. (laughs) It's time to cash in (laughs) on the vortex. It's there for you, you see. Helpful? Thank you. Now what? We're pleased with that conversation that we just had. It was a vibrationally moving experience, wasn't it? Aren't you clearer about everything now? Do you feel more determined to feel good? And in that greater determination to feel good, does that mean you feel more determined to focus? What does that mean? You feel more determined to chill. You feel more determined to ease up. You feel more determined to let the good... um, percolate and become more. In other words, it's not an effort thing. This is the thing that we really want to amplify here on the heels of this conversation because what we did not just say to you is you need to get in the vortex and you need to focus on being in the vortex and you need to make sure that you're in the vortex and you need to watch your thoughts and you need to monitor your thoughts and you need to, because that's all efforting stuff, isn't it? And that isn't what we said. What we want you to do is to realize that the vortex is there and that it is calling you and that it's easy to get in it and and something will take you in every day. And when it does, just enjoy it and don't make it an effort thing. It's what a lot of people were talking about when they were talking about surrendering. It's letting go of the struggle and allowing the well-being that is dominant to raise your vibration. Yes, you did get it. 
So, as always, Esther Abraham has a uh, wonderful perspective on what's going on and how we can um, let go of the struggle, allow well-being, how we are so problem-oriented as people, as souls, as incarnate beings. We're always focusing so much more on the problem, uh, or the majority of people are focusing so much more on the problem. And and just allowing, just relaxing, uh, you know, is, is really the key to overcoming it, not trying to, uh, you know, manipulate things externally to get more of what you want. And as you begin to read issues from a different vantage point, uh, from clarity and stability, it looks, you start seeing it as a challenge and an opportunity. You know, why is this happening for me? That's a, a great example of the story I shared earlier. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't get a response. Oh, that kind of hurts my feelings. But it's an opportunity. It's a challenge. It's happening for me. Oh, cool. I can accept love, uh, release all those things. And then what do you know? Uh, here, a couple months later, someone uh, has this beautiful story that like, I couldn't have contributed in a more profound way from my perspective than, than Indigo Raven's journey, right? So it always is working out exactly what how I need to contribute or how I need to participate or what my expectation is. All those things, if you can, you can't control uncontrollable events. You can only respond to it. And the question you have to see is when you're responding to anything, are you problem oriented in your response or are you solution oriented in your response? I can think so many times, even when I'm talking to people about the very touchy subject of the problems in the world and, you know, you can't turn a blind eye or resist, you know, we need to march against this or that. It's like, it's a problem oriented energy. It's like, it's coming from a place of agitation and uh, you can't, you must be a solution oriented. And I understand for a lot of us, including myself, I'm, I'm very fiery and feisty. So it really takes some effort to retrain ourselves. But um, as the solution uh, oriented perspective begins to dominate, this becomes uh, sort of your, uh, your, your norm, your go-to. This is the operating system from which you, uh, you know, perceive and act and activate in the world. And there's no need to try and control ex- external circumstances because it's not even possible. And, you know, she keeps talking about, of course, the vortex, the vortex. And what she's saying is every time you've wanted something or desired something, it's put in this vortex. It's like source has can create it instantly. And it's like they're waiting for you. It's like an escrow, vibrational escrow, waiting for you to uh, get into vibrational alignment with it so it can flow into your life. And as she said, if you could see your vortex, how much you've put there, how many deposits you've made, she's like 30 lifetimes of stuff. It's time for you to cash in on the vortex. And you have to do that by, by letting it come to you uh, feel more determined to chill, let the good come to you. Uh, it's not, it's not a make a effort thing to get into it. It's relax about everything. Let, let go of the struggle, let the well being that is dominant, raise your vibration. And, um, this is, uh, it's such a, it's such a fine tuning, uh, thing we're doing here, right? It's, it's, um, very simple from one perspective and, and, you know, very, um, very tricky for another, from another, right? So as we just get the subtle, the subtle differences of, you know, finding the subtle difference in, are we being problem oriented in our response or solution oriented? Are we, are we taking it uh, too um, serious? 
can we lighten up about the whole thing and, and sort of uh, look at it as a game in a good way where I'm not taking me, myself, my job, any of it so darn serious. I'm going to just lighten up because by lightening up, I'm going to uh, attract lighter experiences, right? It is uh, quite the journey we're on, and it's been such a pleasure to connect with you guys. As always, I look forward to the next time. Uh, Until then, I do have uh, a wonderful track that I stumbled upon to share with you. This is Ed Apollo, and uh, the name of it, I may butcher it, Alpujarras, I believe. And uh, hope you guys enjoy this one. It's a lovely... Speaking of chill, it's a very lovely chill track. Also, if you're craving more consciousness elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web where you can stream an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. Check it out. <laughs>